Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Done well, World Cup. Plays across here. Murtasaka with a header. What a time to get your first goal for Arsenal. Per Murtasaka. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast with me, Dan Roebuck. On today's show, we're focusing on Arsenal's past and present German contingents. Bernd Leno talks us through growing up in the German leagues. Nick Bromsack shares some of his favourite stories acting as translator for some of our German stars. But let's kick off with Poldy. Lukas Podolski was a cult figure for Arsenal fans. Here he is talking to Nick Bromsack about his Gunners career, his time at FC Cologne and his friendship with Rhys Nelson. Do you still get to watch a, a lot of Cologne games and, and a lot of Arsenal games as well? Yes, because always, you know, as a footballer, of course, uh, first you're playing on the pitch, but as well as the life off the pitch. And, uh, you know, I have great memories uh, as well, of course, in Cologne because I'm from Cologne, but uh, as well in Arsenal, you know. Mm. From the first day, I feel well in the club with the players, with the coach, with the staff, with the fans. And, uh, you know, they make a song for me and uh, always good atmosphere, always passion. And I'm still in love with the fans of Arsenal and uh, I'm a gunner. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to coming back one day, you know, to visit the stadium, to visit the team and to to say hello to the fans. And uh, my heart is always there. Mm. Like in Cologne or in Istanbul, where we always remember something when it's something good. And, you know, this station was good so far. So that's why I always, you know, always a gunner in my heart as well. It always seemed as though you had a, a very special relationship with the fans, not only in Cologne, but in London as well with the Arsenal supporters. That was something that you always seemed to place a great emphasis on. Yeah, because it's always important, as I said before. You know, OK, you're a footballer, you play for 90 minutes, but... As well, the fans are the club as well. The fans are been always there, you know. Wenger, Podolski or Uzi Metesaka, they always be changed on some days and new players will come. But the fans and the heart and the logo and everything will stay forever. So uh, the fans are always something special. And uh, the fans were special as well. The stadium, uh, the logo, the Gunners, the Asian tour, what we did was great. And, you know, I have a lot of memories and... Uh, 
This is always good when you finish your career and you know uh, you have great three years in, in London with Arsenal. You have great memories in Istanbul or in Japan or in Munich or in Köln. So this is always important. And when you finish something, you have great memories on and as well off the pitch. And this is important always for me, what, fans as well. What are the, the standout memories from your time at Arsenal and also from your time in, in Köln? I know, I know you've you spent many years in Köln, had two spells there, and of course won the FA Cup with Arsenal too. It's difficult to pick one because you know I always get the question, "What was your best goal?" But it's difficult to say because you know every moment is something special for a situation. You know, you know my goal at Enfield, you know for Arsenal, you know the derbies against Tottenham, and but as well when I when I came off the bench to the warm up in the Emirates and the fans stand up and and singing my name and. Uh, there are always memories for that as well. Not only are to scoring a hat trick and you are a hero, but as well the small, the small things. Like I say, you're standing up for the warm up. Wenger sending you to warm up, and uh, the whole stadium standing up and uh, shouting your name. So this is always something important. Or the picture with the fans in Tottenham uh, in the stands. Uh, this is uh, you know as well a great memory. And the Asia tour and. Other things, other goals, uh, the Champions League goal, the volley, and there are a lot of things. But as well, or no, of course, London, the city, uh, the people who are working for Arsenal, the staff, you know, always friendly, always helpful, and uh, you just have to come there, take your boots, and uh, playing soccer. And uh, this was something great in the club, and that's why Arsenal is a big and a great club. In terms of your time at Cone, just a couple more, more questions. What are your standouts there? Because, I mean, it must have been an amazing feeling to lead the club back into the Bundesliga, to, to have the success that you did there being a local boy. Yeah, of course. You know, I come from the youth and becoming, you know, the hero, the national player, a world champion for the club uh, as a Cologne boy. So, of course, number one is Cologne. Uh, you know, I'm a Cologne boy and Cologne the city and the club this this is my number one forever and uh, I have the supporters when I was young I was standing in the stands and uh, you know of course I have uh, bad memories you know I was relegated with the club these are bad memories but this is sports something's happened you know you not always only can win sometimes you have to you know you have to keep going with, with, with losing as well mm. so but you know of course Köln is my city, my my club, and uh, I always a Cologne boy. Okay, and just very finally, Lucas, I saw then in May 2014 you posted on your Instagram. It was a picture with Reese Nelson saying that he was set for a, a big future. You must be really pleased to see how well he's progressed since. Ah uh, yes, yes, because I I know him I know him when I was playing in Arsenal, so when he was young, mm. because he had the same uh, you know sponsor like, like me. And you know, I was meeting with his family and with his brothers and, and everything. So we, we are still in touch. And you know, I see, you know, he's doing well every year and is a, is a good friend, is a young player and is a, is a talent. And you know, I hope he will, you know, make a great career. What was it that impressed you about him at that stage? He's really fast, you know, and when you are fast or you have a great shot, uh, nobody has. So you have something special and. Well, he has something special. He is fast and he is, you know, skillful. And of course, you have to learn something else. But he's still young, you know. But you need to learn, you know, how how to defend. You need to learn, you know, the tactical bit of the football. And yeah, but this is coming with years. You know, when I was 17 or 16, 
I was uh, at the same level. But I have good coaches. I, I, I learn a lot. So I hope uh, he will do it well. So we're still in touch. He's a good friend. And I hope I, I, I will see him, uh, you know, at the, with the, in the first team soon. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, that was Nick Bromsack speaking to Lucas Podolski. I'm pleased to say that Nick is with us now to talk all things German. Nick, we've got to start with Mesut Ozil. Yeah. And start with the story about how you were the first person to interview Mesut when he joined Arsenal. Just tell us about how that came about. Well, uh, it came about through um, the fact that my parents are, are both German. They were both born in Germany, but they, they came over to the UK about 35 years ago. So I always really grew up bilingual without needing to learn, which was very fortunate, especially now in, in the line of work that I found myself in. And um, going back, I think it was maybe the 1st of September 2013 or the 2nd that we signed him. And then a couple of days later, because Mesut was on international duty, he, he wasn't able to come over to London Colney and have his, his pictures and his interview here, so an old boss of mine at Arsenal gave me a call. I'd been at the club for around a year on um, an internship, actually, through university. And that was drawing towards a close. Um, and he gave me a ring, I think it's about 11pm, and said, Nick, I need you on a plane at 6am tomorrow. And I was thinking, what? Where are we? we haven't got a game. What's happening? And he said, no, it's for Mesut Ozil. Are you confident with it? You know, is your German good enough? Was it in the wider world that we were signing Mesut at the time? Or it was just, this was like before it came out? In the no, 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 no. Oh, we, we'd already signed right. him at this point. Okay. So it was all kind of done and dusted. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder what this is for. But yeah, he, he wanted me to, to go and do the interview. There were, there were a few German players actually at the club at the time that I'd done a couple of bits and pieces with um, Serge Gnabry and, and Thomas Eisfeld. I think Leander Seaman, who never quite made it into the first team, was around as well. And obviously Podolski and Mertesacker. So that German core had kind of built. And I think I'd maybe you know, translated a few bits or, or done a few interviews uh, with a couple of those guys. So um, yeah, it went from there. And, and then the next thing I know, I was, I was on a plane to Munich, which was a surreal experience, but brilliant, especially for me, because I was, I was still at a young age. I hadn't graduated yet. And um, to have that trust to go and do that interview meant a lot to me. And, um, yeah, it was brilliant. Of course, you've spoken to Meza over the years. He started to do interviews in English with the television over the last, what, 18 months, two years or so. But for a long time, you were the go-to guy, not just for TV, but for newspapers as well. You basically translated everything if a new national newspaper journalist wanted to speak to him and so on. So I'm guessing you've got a fairly good relationship with Meza, would you say? Um, yeah, I mean... It's very much a kind of work-based thing. I might be needed maybe once or twice every kind of three months to help translate something or interpret or when Arsenal Media Group are doing an interview, it'll be me that, that will do it. And yeah, I guess I've kind of got to know him a little bit through that. Um, I think his English has always been OK, but I think he just wanted to make sure that first he was you know, fully confident and fully grasped the language before doing those interviews um, in English as well, especially I think in the modern day where it's so easy sometimes for for certain sections of the press to kind of turn things and twist things a bit. I think he just wanted to make sure that, that he could really, you know, grasp the language and have complete command over what he was saying before he went to English. So, yeah, for the first three or four years, um, you know, most of his, his media work that we did here, I'd kind of be in the room at the time. I would imagine it was different with Per Mertesacker because more experienced player, a player that, as far as I know, always spoke English when he came here. What were your dealings with Per and how different a person is he to Mesut? Um, I mean, it's a funny story with Pear, really, because he comes from the same region as my family in Germany. So actually with both of them, the fact that, you know, I'm a Werder Bremen fan, all my family are. So to get to speak to them was a real dream because, you know, these are guys that I've grown up watching occasionally in the Visa Stadion. So to then, you know, see them face to face, firstly, 
was amazing. Pear's brilliant, you know, a really, really brilliant guy. And I, I can't speak highly enough of him. I did his program notes, actually, for the last two years with him. Uh, How does well. that work, program notes? The program notes with, with Pear were, were great. So he'd always give a time to ring. We'd have a chat, 10, 15 minutes or so. I kind in, of in German or in English? Well, mostly in English. I think kind of the, the preamble would be in German, but then um, the actual notes themselves would be in English. And, and Pear's someone who's, I think, spoken fluent English since he arrived at the club. So, you know, it's absolutely no problem for him whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, we, we'd always have a chat for 10, 15 minutes before every home game. And then uh, I would write it up. I'd send it to him. I'd say, look, you know, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Sometimes there would be, sometimes there wouldn't be. Um, and then we'd go from there. But I think Pear, you know, a great leader, a great guy to have around. And I think he's going to be brilliant for the academy because he's someone who will instill quite a lot of discipline, but at the same time he gets it because he's only just retired himself. So I think he's a perfect person to have, really. A good sense of humour as well, I believe, because he sometimes does get lost in translation, the German sense of humour. Or does he not? <laughs> I don't know what he comes across. He comes across as a good guy. <laughs> he does, yeah. I, I think he, um, he knows when to be serious and, and when to have a laugh. And, you know, you only have to speak to members of the Arsenal squad to know how much he's revered there. Everyone kind of saw him as this brilliant father figure, along with Petr Cech as well. Um, but yeah, a great guy. I think he knows when to help lighten the mood and he definitely knows when to kind of make sure that the players are switched on as well. So he was a perfect guy to have in that dressing room. Uh, what about uh, Shkodran Mustafi? He comes across as a different type of character to me. Um, louder in the dressing room, louder around the team, London Colney, yes, no? Yeah, I think he, he's quite um, an eccentric member of the group. He's quite loud. He, he's always got quite a bit to say for himself. And again, he seems to be quite popular because... You know, he, he's got that eccentric nature. He, he likes to have a joke. He doesn't mind making himself the joke either. So, yeah, he's a, a good guy to have around the squad as well, definitely. We heard your interview with uh, Lucas Podolski earlier on in the Arsenal Weekly podcast. Obviously, he was a huge character, as, as we heard from the interview. The sort of demographic, if you like, if that's the right word, of the changing face of German players in the Arsenal squad, because a few years ago, sort of before our time to a certain extent, it was players that maybe were coming through the academy, didn't quite make it. One or two names that some Arsenal fans might not remember, the sort of uh, Maurice Voltzes of this world who went on to play for Fulham, uh, Mendes and uh, Stefan Maltz it was as well, who I don't think quite made it at Arsenal. Mm. But now it's, it's senior, proper players, if we can call it that, isn't it's it? It's amazing, isn't it? Because four members of that 2014 World Cup winning squad have played at Arsenal, which is incredible, really, given that the club's not based in Germany. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the likes of, of Bernd Leno as well, who played in the Confederations Cup too, and there's a couple of um, senior appearances to his name. And in addition to that, you've then got the likes of, of Granit Xhaka, of Siad Kolasinac, of, of Henrik Mkhitaryan, all, all of whom can speak German too. Just on Kolasinac and Xhaka, because Kolasinac and Xhaka both played Bundesliga for a long time, both speak from German. Was Kolasinac born in Germany? He was, yeah. He actually represented Germany at youth level as well. He played alongside uh, Skodron for a bit before changing his allegiance to, to Bosnia. I guess it must be easier for them to come into a dressing room with German speakers and players they might have played with or against in the Bundesliga. Do you sense that? I don't want to say there's a clique within Arsenal with the German players, but it must make it easier for them to come into the club. Yeah, they've, they've all spoken of that as well. They've all said that it is a lot easier to come in when you know a few of the guys, when you can speak the language straight away, when, when they kind of understand as well the culture that you're coming from. I think especially you know, for the likes of Siad and Mezet, they both grew up in, in a similar area. They both played at Schalke, so they both kind of know the way things work there and they both came through the system there as well so I think Mesut would have been a big help for C at that time and for Granite as well because you know he's played against a lot of players that are now his teammates which I think has been really beneficial for him too. One final point 
And one final player to discuss. We talked about players coming from the Bundesliga to the Premier League and fitting in and certainly making their presence felt at Arsenal. One player has gone the other way recently. That is Reese Nelson. Started his career at Hoffenheim quite well. How do you think he's going to do? I've got high hopes for Reese, And I think if you look at the Bundesliga at the moment, there certainly is a trend of young English players going over to Germany and making sure that they play. I mean, Adam Ola-Lukman, uh, he went to RB Leipzig, didn't he, last season and really excelled. Jaden Sancho is another one everyone's talking about. Actually, really good friends with, with Reese, and I think went to watch Reese's debut for Hoffenheim. And he's another one who, who's young. He's getting a chance to, to play minutes there and is really thriving. So my hopes are high for Reese. You know, he scored on his debut. He's played in the Champions League already as well, of course. So hopefully if he can stay in and around that Hoffenheim first team, a very talented group of players they have there, Hopefully he'll benefit from that and, and come back to Arsenal a much more complete player next season. Great stuff, Nick. Thanks for joining us on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Thanks, Dan. Cheers. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Well, Bernd Leno signed for us from Bayer Leverkusen in the summer. He spoke to us about his earliest footballing memories and his journey to the Premier League. Hi, I'm Bernd Leno. This is my journey to Arsenal. Uh, I grew up in, uh, in Biedekheim-Bissingen, it's a small town in the south of uh, Germany, near to Stuttgart. And I lived there since I was 19 and uh, was living with my brother and my mother and my father. Can you tell us what it was like growing up in this small town? Did you know everyone in the town? Was it that sort of town? Um, yes, I think 50,000 people um, still live there and uh, I still know. There are many, many people. I have uh, many friends there and my family still live there. And I think after my career, I will um, come back to the small city again. When and where did you first start playing football? When I was uh, six years old in the, in the small city in, in Bidikheim-Bissingen. I can remember every, every game there and um, 
I still go playing football there with my friends uh, on holidays. And um, yeah, it's my favorite uh, football field in the world. You obviously play on some of the best football pitches in the world now. How different was that football pitch? Was it a bobbly pitch? Was it very different? Yeah, it's, uh, the pitch is so bad. But I think that's normal for a small town that the pitch is uh, really bad. But um, with friends, it doesn't matter how is the pitch. It's just fun to be um, with friends, um, to play football with them and uh, enjoy the time. What was your, can you tell us about your first club and what it was, what it was like? Yeah, it was, uh, it was the club where I was born. And uh, I, I still have friends. Uh, um, they play there. Yeah, I think... Maybe after my career I can, uh, can play there again and yeah, I will never forget it. Um, yeah, many friends uh, played there as well and uh, my brother played, uh, played for the, the older players because he's uh, three years older than me. And yeah, I still have friends uh, in the club and I know some coaches because uh, the coaches are the same like uh, 15 years ago. So after that, you moved to Stuttgart. Tell us about your decision to move there and the experience of going to a, uh, to a big club like that. It was an easy decision because uh, it was a dream to play for a youth team of a professional club. And uh, yeah, there was a big day with many, I think with 100 or 200 uh, young players who wanted to, um, to move to, the, to Stuttgart. And uh, at the end, there were just... I think five or six players and I was very happy that I was uh, one of these players. Of course there was uh, during my um, youth uh, time Jens Lehmann, Timo Hildebrand. I think uh, they were the best uh, goalkeepers at this time and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed to train with Jens because he was uh, very good, he was very experienced and he gave me many many tips to improve and yeah I liked him. Next, I moved to Bayer Leverkusen. It was uh, very excited for me because uh, I was 19 and I moved from the second team of Stuttgart to the first team of Leverkusen. And uh, after I moved to Leverkusen, after three or four days, I um, played my first uh, Bundesliga game. And after three weeks, I played my first Champions League game against Chelsea. And first of all, I was on loan. And after three or four months, uh, they bought me and I signed a five-year contract and um, yeah, everything was new and it was, I was uh, living my dream and uh, then I played seven years for Bayer Leverkusen. When I heard Arsenal uh, were interested in me, I was very excited, I was very nervous because Arsenal um, is a big club and uh, with a big history with uh, great fans and um, yeah, of course, the Premier League is very excited as well. And I talked to Mustio, to Mesut, and they all said uh, Arsenal is a, is a big club. And then I talked to my brother, to my parents and to my girlfriend, and um, they all were excited. And of course, uh, it was clear I have to, to sign for Arsenal. And can you tell me whether Jens Lehmann came into your thoughts? I know he was someone he looked up to before. When you thought of heard Arsenal were coming in for you, did you think you could follow in Jens Lehmann's footsteps? Yeah, of course, because uh, Jens had a big uh, timing. He was a big uh, goalkeeper. He won uh, many trophies here. And um, I think he wasn't uh, just a good goalkeeper. He was a big uh, personality for Arsenal and Stuttgart as well. And um, yeah, 
how have you found your move to Arsenal? Has it lived up to what you thought it would be? Yes, I think uh, I talked to Musi and to Mesut in the national team and they all talked just uh, positive things about the club, about the team, about the staff. And after two months, I can say it's uh, like uh, they said, it's very good here, the way we work. Um, the coach do a good job and um, the staff is very nice. Um, and the team was very nice uh, from the beginning. So um, I like it here. What an extraordinary way to win the title. When an irresistible force meets an old immovable object, something's got to give. Roebuck versus. Yes, it is Roebuck versus. It is Dan Roebuck versus former Arsenal midfielder Stephen Hughes. Stephen, you ready for one the quiz? Winner, one winner. Ready for the quiz? Yes, I am. Yeah, ready when you say are. that yeah. Liam, the winner, <laughs> Liam, the producer, is with us once again. So, first of all, tell us exactly what the quiz is. Liam. Okay, so we're talking about Arsenal's German contingency this week. So, I have picked a famous German, a big German. Okay. BFG. Indeed. Per Mertesacker, he made his debut against Swansea City, 10th of September 2011. We're going to go back and forth, sudden death rules. I want you to give me one player who played for Arsenal that day in the matchday squad. So there's 18 players. Yeah. You, you can't have Mertesacker, so you've got 17 to get. Back and forth until one of you gets one wrong. So 11-12, so this is August 2011. Uh, is, uh, Arsenal, September. September 2011. Is, uh, Arsenal at home? Arsenal at home against, against Swansea. Swansea. Me and you probably did the game, Jesus. How's your memory? 1-0, I'll give you a clue. There's actually four debutants that day. So remember that transfer? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start then. I'm oh, going to start. So, so, oh, no, you can start no, if you want. Okay, so 17 names, effectively. 17 names. Okay, I'm going to go with Arteta. Correct. Koscielny. Yes. Yes. Correct. <laughs> I'm nervous. Hang, I'm hang, nervous. hang on, hang on, hang on. You thought you were going to win Is it there a time restraint here or what? Yeah, just, yeah, I've got to think. I've got to think for just for a minute. And, you know, the listeners are playing along at home. You've got, you've got to remember that. Mm. Um, let's go... I said Arteta, you said Koscielny. I'm going to go for Ramsey. Correct. Yes! Right. Flamini. You've been far too clever. No, 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 no. no. You're out already. You're having a you lot. got beat. So, you got uh, beat. You got beat. You got two goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're rubbish. Who's the goalie? Chesney. 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 Fabianski. in the squad. Is Sanya still there? Arshavin. Walcott. Frimpong. Frimpong. Wouldn't have got Frimpong. Wouldn't have got Van Persie. Did I go on the first goal? You went on the second goal. That's an embarrassment. so rubbish. Gav another one. Santosh. Giroud. Giroud. Park, Ben Ayun, oh. Shamak. And you've gone out early on. I'm the winner again. I'm always but, winning but, with you, but, but remember, how long did he take for the first goal? Is there I a time for that? It doesn't matter. Shambles. Shambles, Robert. It was not an easy game. You're at Arsenal Football Club, it's going to be big pressure. Taking the positives and, you know, look at the next game. I think we showed great determination. At the end of the day, we're able to get a result. Get behind each other and stick together. In the end, uh, it's, it's something that's going to give you points. The final word. Upson. That's a terrific pass. It's Boa Morte again. Mendes! Well, the young man, the surprise signing with the German and Spanish origins. 4 1 from Mendes. Well, that's full time on today's pod. Thanks to all of our contributors. You can help us out by subscribing to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And while you're there, why not leave us a review and five-star rating? 
On the next episode, we'll be focusing on Arsenal women. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.